Welcome to the Sacred Ancestry Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Worm, and I'm so excited to be blasting through your laptop, through your headphones, through your car, wherever you are. And I'm so excited for you to join me today on this wonderful show with Haley Woodgate. And I just am so excited to talk to her about her story, about where she's been, where she's going, and how she's changing people's lives. And uh, yeah, she's uh, from the UK, if I believe. And uh, yeah, here she is, Haley Woodgate. Can you tell us more about yourself? Hi, <laughs> this is so strange. <laughs> Um, actually, I'm originally from the UK, but I'm now living in Northern Ireland, believe it or not. Um, I moved to Republic of Ireland when I was a teenager, so about 15 years ago. And I ended up then in Northern Ireland almost three years ago now. Um, but I feel like this is not true to my heart. My home is not here. I know it won't be forever because my soul is leading me to warm climate cold climate is just not for me <laughs> it's definitely not um but my whole path has led me to my purpose really and my whole concept is your pain leads to your power you know people come on come under this misconception that we are meant to push our pain away but we're actually we're meant to embrace our pain and that's where our ancestors come in. And I was actually calling them in before I came into this show because they're a huge part of what I do because I truly believe that we are led to pave the way for a new generation and someone will be called in our generational lineage that needs to break that pattern, right? Because as long as it's continued and passed down, we're going to continue to suffer and I was the one to break that pattern. And unfortunately, it had to come with a lot of sacrifice, um, a lot of suffering. I was condemned as a woman, really. It was um, the whole pattern of a woman should be seen and not heard. And a woman's body is merely to be used for the convenience of the man. And this has been going on for generations with my family. And although it's been a very, very hard path, I would not change it because I know that I'm paving the way for children to come. So that's, or my children to come and the next generation of female and not just females, but leaders. So that's really how it's unfolded for me. Wow, that's so beautiful. You know, this weekend I just uh, participated in a like native elder sweat lodge ceremony in the whole ceremony is based around bringing in the grandmothers and the grandfathers for healing energy and protection. And yeah, this ancestry lineage of, of using our ancestors to help us embrace the pain and, and change that pain from, you know, a struggle or obstacle into opportunity. That's, that's, uh, that's so beautiful what you're doing. Um, so can you tell me more about this, you know, being condemned and suffering and, and this journey that you've been on to get where you are now? I just want to say, first of all, I really honor you for doing that sweat lodge because my best friend on it and I don't think I could do it. It's really, really intense. <laughs> and I would definitely love to hear more about that after because I know she went through um, a really challenging time with it. She's in the shaman industry and that's what she loves to do. That's another passion of mine is drumming. Um, so congratulations to you for sticking that out. <laughs> um, 
So in regards to being condemned as a woman, there is it goes very, very deep. Um, and I knew that that's what this platform was to support me in doing, was to dig into the depths of my soul, because I feel like this really needs to be unveiled for people to be more conscious and aware, because so many people are programmed to think that life is happening to them and that things happen because we are bad, right? And I will be honest and speak my truth in that I was sexually abused from as young as two years old. Um, and I was emotionally manipulated by my father. So I was affected in two different forms in regards to what women had to go through for generations. So I wasn't allowed to use my voice at all when I was being raised by my father. And then I was taught by another man that my body was merely a vessel to be used and abused. And it wasn't until further down the line, like in my late 20s, that I discovered that this was something that had been passed on and something that my mother had gone through herself. But that is, that is her own story to tell. That is not mine. I am merely here to be the vessel for myself. Um, and I really had to go through my awakening to discover why this really happened, what was at the root of it. And that it wasn't because I was bad or because because I was literally told it was really deep. It goes into that manipulation of, you know, God doesn't want you and you've been sold away and all these really, really nasty things. It was really, really dark. And it wasn't until I really was able to look and witness through the lens of love that I could have compassion because I realized that this is something that has been going on for centuries. And this is something, and I'm going to get really emotional because I'm so passionate about it. And I knew I was going to cry on this show. Um, but it's just something that I went into a marriage that was continuing to replay right there, those patterns of toxicity. Because when you don't understand everything you do, every single action you take, has unfolded from a form of patterning in your childhood. That is why you're unconscious. You have no deeper understanding of why you're doing what you're doing. And it was really when I entered a really dark, destructive phase in my life in being in such a toxic and destructive marriage that I started to get to the root of it all because I needed answers. I needed answers. My body broke down and I was like, why is this happening to me? There has to be more to life. And it was then that all these images came flooding back to from my childhood and I was seeing through the eyes of trajectory, like I was seeing my childhood as if it was happening now. I didn't understand what was going on. And this all started to unfold in 2012. And it was this that actually led me down my spirituality path. And I didn't go deep into the ancestry until I was introduced to shamanism, um, which was, I think, about five years ago. It was then I started to really let the core of the pain. What led me to be with this man? Why did I not think I was worthy enough? Why was in my lovability as a woman in the hands of another? Because that's what we have been conditioned to do. Women are conditioned to believe that we have to have someone else approve of us or think we're worthy of us acceptable. And it's so far from our truth. And I have recently done um, being with an incredible organization. I just want to give them a shout out with a because they're they're so, so, such an important part of this because they help women and children overcome this. Um, and they teach a lot actually about generational patterns and how things are passed down. But it shocked me to discover the generation of younger women are actually already tolerating this behavior, this manipulation in school relationships. They are putting their lovability and their worth in the hands of a and it really was when I witnessed it within my mother. Now, this is a huge point he had to do because I accept her as she was and I'm still not fully there yet because she had such little self-worth. 
but really going into depth in how this all unveiled and how it's been passed down over the generations, truly understanding it, me compassion. And I truly believe the, tar- the darkness always comes to teach us love. And I've gone there, but I've got, I get into my passion and that's it, I'm gone. <laughs> um, yeah, that's Yeah, thank you. Um, not to cut you off, Haley, but the the uh, you were cutting out a bit there. So, what I heard so far is is really you had you know early on there is there is some sexual abuse in your life, and you're emotionally manipulated by your father, and and um, you were taught not to have a voice at all, and and that your body was just a vessel, and it seemed like this really just started repeating over and over with your relationships in a marriage that drove you into this awakening process um, because you realize that this, this abuse was, was repeating uh, and, and it was really a toxic destruction situation. And uh, you know, what I really heard was like in 2012, you woke up to the spirit and was like driven to, um, to find yourself spiritually and to find the true answers ancestrally of, of how this is passed down from women to women and how they're conditioned to not feel worthy, to feel like they have to prove themselves to every man. And, um, you know, it's a, wow, what a beautiful journey. And, and before we continue, like, I really want to make sure that you're clear, um, on your side so we can have as much power from your voice because it's so important what you're saying right now. And, and everything that I said there, was that correct? Yeah, that's spot on. I'm wondering, will I take my microphone out? Because you might be able to hear it clearer. Okay. Okay, we'll try this and see how this works. Okay, yes, you sound so much better already. Um, so yeah, that's 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 really every, in a nutshell. Yes, <laughs> I did it in a longer version. <laughs> okay. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, but yeah, like it was my marriage then ended almost two years ago now, and um, I went through another series then of I suppose my second burst of awakening where all these uh, images started to flood back from the childhood and I started to go even deeper then. And it really was my my purpose has been birthed through my pain. Like they say it's an unfolding of life and I do believe it's because it's an unfolding of self. Our whole journey is not actually about getting anywhere, it's about returning to who we really are, you know, the core of our being, the spirit within. And I love the way how you said that in 2012, you know, the spirit called me, the spirit within called me, and it really was, it was a wake-up call just to look for something deeper within myself because I truly believe if I continue down that path I wouldn't have been alive in the next few years and I say that with all my heart so I'm very very blessed and fortunate that although as challenging and as and I mean it's been the hardest thing I've ever done like it's nearly destroyed me many times on this path but I would far far rather face the depths of my pain than be blinded to them and I'm sure you understand that too yeah that's so interesting you know I I had a very similar process of um one of my best friends died suddenly and it just reawakened all the stuff from my childhood that I really didn't deal with. And it made me face 
something that I pushed away so deep. And that was like the fear of death and the fear of mortality and all of this. Cause I had a lot of near death experiences as a younger uh, teenager and, and it just brought all that to light and put it directly in my face. And I had to, had to deal with it. And through this awakening process, I really felt like I was going to die if I didn't deal with this stuff now, like seriously. And I felt like I, the only way out of it was that I changed my perception of myself completely. And I changed my timeline even as, and, and what you're saying is just resonating with me so much about facing the depth of our pain instead of hiding it. Like that's so powerful. Mm -hmm. I hate, like I relate so much to what you're saying. You literally feel like it's, do all or, or be all or end all when you're going through this, right? And we come to this misconception, like, obviously, when you lost your friend, that must have been so tragic. But we come to this, this is where we become diluted. When we are faced with something like that, with such tragedy, we believe it's because life is against us. You know, we have this, 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 this veil just over us that makes us think that it's because we've done something wrong. We take everything personally but it's not the truth. It helps you return to who you really are. And if you hadn't have been faced with such tragedy, with such trauma, it wouldn't have awoke that part within you that was hidden. And it's those parts that are buried so deep that we have to experience pain in order to bring them up. Yeah, I really do believe, you know, I always talk about with with my clients and my community of uh, just being so honest with yourself to just say like, I am feeling this right now, or I am dealing with this struggle and actually just admitting, you know, or raising your hand and just saying, yes, I have anxiety and I love it. And now I want to change it. Right. So powerful just to face it, face it from where you are and just admit that it's okay to, to face the pain and be humbled by the pain before we move through it. Right. That is so powerful. Yeah. Acceptance before change. So many people try to jump, including myself, jump to change before you've done the acceptance step. And you really need to invite the emotion in like an old friend, as I would say. I'm actually talking about this um, in a book that I'm writing. And it's like inviting the emotion is in as an old friend, because all it is, is energy in motion. It's not form. And I think this is where we get a bit overwhelmed and, and scared as humans when we're in this being because we feel like it can hurt us. But energy is not real. It's just something that comes and goes. And I think if we really acknowledge that and merge into the knowing that everything moves past, it makes it a lot easier because we know that this is only temporary. And although it may feel really overwhelming right now, it's going to pass and there will be something and there is always, I truly believe, there is always a blessing on the other side. And I'm I'm sure after you went through such an ordeal, I know personally grief is one of the most challenging things to go through. I lost my stepfather to um, suicide and it really is so, so painful. But when you come through that, when you're able to witness yourself at the other side, that is true transformation. Wow, yeah, that's so powerful of just, like what you're saying is, is there's always a blessing on the other side. And that's one of the biggest things that uh, came from my sweat this weekend was uh, one of the answers I got is that 
all hardship leads to healing in the end. And when I heard that, I was just like, wow, that's so powerful. Like everything that's, that's so hard is it's there for a reason. It's there to teach us. And, and actually one of the elders was talking about, uh, you know, this earth walk is where we have all of our hard lessons so we can learn and grow internally and like really learn how to love ourselves and love others and love all the animals and the planet and learn to love more. That's why we're here on earth. What do you think about that? I agree hundred percent because we have been conditioned, conditioned love. So we believe that love comes with these attachments and that love comes in a certain form, but love is all love is duality. Love is everything. It is not separate from who we are. So why would we separate the hard times and the good times? They are all one. And I truly believe without the darkness and without those challenges, how would we ever truly triumph? How would we ever truly know love? Because I know personally, it is it is my my challenges that taught me to love. I if if we couldn't love the darkness, how could we truly love the light? And it's all about embodying that duality. There's balance within everything, and I don't think truly until you merge into that place of being, can you truly be at one with yourself. Um, because a huge people seek, including myself, escape escapism as part of the spirituality path that to actually evolve and merge into this path is to get away from the pain. But that's not the truth. That is just another ego way of forming a spiritual path. A true path is to be at one with all that is and to merely accept whatever life serves you. Wow, that's so powerful. Yeah, I I'm I had the exact same thing too of escaping and mine mine manifested in moving. I would move every six months. Like I would just go to a new town, go to a new state, do a new job, uh, and just keep moving as as a seasonal in in the uh, fire world. And it always kept me really sane. But when I started to actually stay in somewhere for more than two years, it's so hard because you can't escape. Now it's time to face yourself, and it's. One of the hardest things, and I think it's so important for the planet right now, for everybody to face themselves, because that's where the answers are. The the uh, the solutions to all of our internal problems are manifesting in this external, you know, planet and this external world, and it all starts with each one of us. And uh, yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, like that's so powerful. We're we're really just projecting all of our pain onto others. And the thing is, as long as as long as we continue to carry our wounds and not tend to them, we're gonna keep projecting a wound onto others. And we're not making the world a better place. It's only really when we love and tend to our own wounds are we then expanding love out onto earth? And I truly believe that. And I didn't understand this because we're conditioned to seek outside of ourselves, right? We don't look to ourselves for answers. It's the last place we've been taught to look. And then we're going out and we're telling people, but the answers are within you. So it could, the truth goes against everything that we have been taught. But it's so powerful. You're not going to raise consciousness by what you do in the world. You are going to raise consciousness by who you choose to be. And I truly believe when you make that choice to return to who you are and to embody oneness, that is when you are making a, a, the world a better place, you know, because you're embodying the truth of who you are. And that is what creates ripples. 
it doesn't matter how successful you are it doesn't matter what you attain and it doesn't matter what you have or all the materialistic things it just matters who you choose to be and if you truly choose to embody the oneness within you and to continue to face yourself throughout your life because this is not a one-stop journey and I think that's something we really struggle to deal with. I know, I don't know about you, Tom, but I did. I said, I can't keep going through this. I've had enough, but just bring me somewhere. But it is, it's a continuous expansion of self. And I truly believe that's what we come here to do. And only when you truly embody that oneness within yourself, everything else can unfold. Life will then mirror that for you because everything is a mirror. So you imagine if you are wounded, your projection wound onto the pain. If you are healed, you're projecting healing onto the world. Yeah, you know, in a lot of the spiritual work I've been doing lately is um, I've just been seeing a lot of, uh, you know, I'm really in a sacred geometry and fractals. And and that was part of my awakening is this deep connection with geometry. And I keep seeing just more and more, um, souls being awakened and and like butterflies just awakening out of these cocoons and it's just a fractal of my awakening and uh a lot of deep meditations have been showing me that that there's a lot of awakening going on throughout the planet right now and uh and the way you said that you know that the truth goes against everything that you were taught or everything that we're conditioned to like that is so true i really do believe that and and uh you know i'm really curious on what what your awakening experience was like was it during a meditation was it is it just through pain through journaling what what did that look like my awakening ripped me apart <laughs> my awakening ripped me wide open um it's quite a tragic story i was i got really really sick like my whole body just went to nothing and I basically relied on, I had no idea what I was going through on my first awakening. So I was relying on the hospital system. I was basically institutionalizing myself. um, And I was relying on that codependently because I had nowhere to turn. I was in this toxic marriage and I didn't have the, the safe space. I didn't have, I personally didn't have the safe space during my first awakening so I had to fight for my own and it wasn't until it's it's so strange how it happened I woke up one morning it was 2016 and it was just before Christmas it was December time and I packed a bag and I was living in Republic of Ireland at the time and I said I have to go I turned around to my husband and I said I have to go and I never came back something in me just called me to get away from that environment. When I was in that environment, I was not held in a safe space to go through my awakening. It just wasn't for me. And it was that calling within me that enticed me to get out. And that was then when everything started to unfold for me nicely. And I started to then do my energy healing sessions. Me personally, everything was aligned for me. I was guided, the, I don't know about you, but I was guided the whole way through. So I was introduced to this this girl. Uh, she's now my best friend. She said she just couldn't leave me alone. <laughs> she, At the time I was working in network marketing and I had these products and she hated them. She thought they were rubbish. 
and she brought this shampoo I think like it was quite expensive it was like 50 quid or something and she was disgusted that she had to pay this money but she said it was the only way she could get in with me at the time but she was such a blessing in disguise because of her that's how everything started to unfold so when I moved then to Northern Ireland and I had the space then and I was in a safe environment I could embark on my true path then and for me it was energy healing all the way Reiki and shamanism were the start of my path I don't really get that deep connection in meditation for me now it works differently as it did then so I think it depends on the timing on your path um, because that was I finished that path of energy healing I think almost two years ago now and I led myself the way then. It's like things started to come to me in a different way and life started to become my creator, my inspiration. And that's how everything really started to unfold for me. But you truly need, I truly believe with all my heart, you need the space to go through this. You have to be in the right environment because if you're not in an environment to support you, to face those wounds, it is like... I, I'm very, very lucky and very fortunate. And I, I, I say it again and again in my story to still be here. I don't know how I survived. And I know it was only by the grace of God. Wow. I'm, I'm just shocked right now because December 2016 was about the time that I had my serious uh, deep awakening experience through meditation that was so shocking that I ended up getting, uh, I was really sick for about six months. I mean, I was teetering on on the edge and I never went through the hospital system I I tried to uh, really do everything naturally and I was struggling so bad and it wasn't until I moved away from my situation where I was in um, in uh, the northwest I moved back to Montana back to the Rockies where my soul is and uh, I found a mentor there a spiritual healer uh, acupuncturist that that healed me that did a lot of the shamanic work, the healing, the acupuncture that totally, like you said, just the energy healing involved with all of that uh, really changed my life and helped me let go of all that pain and everything and move forward. And and I'm just so shocked at how similar our journeys are right now. It's uh, it's really amazing. And, and, you know, after this hard, long journey that you've had, uh, tell me what you're doing now. Well, at the moment I'm wore out. <laughs> I've gone I've gone through the end of, of another um challenging time because obviously I had the end of the marriage um which is coming up 2 years now which was like the girl who was unlovable became the woman who was unlovable right so it's like all these wounds came up and it was shown to me by spirit I'm very very connected to the other realm um it was shown to me by spirit the true reason as to why we separated how my intuition was on point and a lot was unveiled to me that was very hard to see and it was a trigger for me because all those things I had to face obviously within that relationship was within me and I truly believe as I had to heal my forgiveness with him I had to forgive myself but I really had a hard time physically with this um, my body went into like another breakdown and I had a lot of nervous breakdowns I went into a lot of fear a lot of panic I was in a really, really bad place. It was very similar to the first awakening, actually. So I'm in a place now where I'm out of it. I'm so much better within myself. I'm through it. And I'm focusing wholeheartedly now on my soul's mission. It's like, now that I've gone through this, everything has been unveiled to me. And 
I was shown about two years ago this book that I would write that would make a true impact in the world. It just comes into my head there. I'm a missionary. (laughs) This is what happens. Things just pop in my head. And I am due to, I'm actually doing a book proposal at the moment. And I'm having, I'm hoping to have that sent over. Well, my deadline is June, but I want to have it done before then. So my main focus now is this book. I know how powerful this book is, but it doesn't come from me, right? It, It comes from the God within. It's completely coming through me. And it's the same with all my writing. So as well, although I am a spirituality coach, Um, A lot of my work is served in the way that I utilize my gifts. So I do a lot of writing and it's all channeled through. Everything is channeled through. Even on my website, you will see my style is even very old fashioned. So I'm building my platform now. I'm getting my work out there and my mission has actually changed. Um, I wasn't, I didn't have clarity in what, who I was serving and what I was serving. But I realize now I'm here to, form a new generation of female leaders for women to speak up and speak out like don't be afraid of your power and owning who you are I was so afraid for such a long time and the end of the marriage was the final knot for me and it was it took all of my strength to pick myself back up but now that I've walked the walk I feel like I'm finally ready to talk the talk so now I'm wholeheartedly here, as well as recovering myself and pacing myself, I'm here to serve other women. And you know what the most important thing for me is moving forward is to teach people that we truly are our own healer and everything we need is within us. And I think that's why the last part of my path had to be within me, because that had to be a huge part of my teaching. Wow, that is so beautiful. Yeah, the... Uh... I just got to tell you this story because it's so similar is that uh, when I wrote my first book, when I first got the inspiration, I was so sick. I had the flu um, and I had a really high temperature and I was just, you know, waiting to die basically on the couch, you know, that feeling. And all of a sudden I just felt this electric shock go through my body. And I heard this voice say, you're going to write a book. I was just like, Oh my gosh. Okay. And I just got my journal out and I just started writing like crazy for like an hour. And like, I actually started feeling so much better almost instantly. It was the weirdest thing. Um, And the way that book came through me was I literally just, like you said, just became a conduit for this divine light and let it flow through a pen. Like that's really what it felt like. I was just typing on my computer away and just letting all of that energy just flow out of me is like just divine light speaking through me. It was such a beautiful process. And I'm so excited to read your book when you publish it. I feel emotional listening to that. I totally understand what you're saying. Um, it's such, oh, it's, I don't know about you, but it's such a beautiful experience as, as to have that as a writer, to be able to bring something out of spiritual realm into form I think it's one of the most greatest gifts and I really I'm glad you shared that story with me I really appreciate that because that's kind of where I am now so in the knowing that it serves you in getting better physically writing that gives me um, peace of mind so thank you for sharing that with me yeah, and and I'm so excited for your your mission to help inspire more female leaders to be empowered and and to move uh into who they're really meant to be. Like that is such a beautiful mission. And 
And I just want to hear more about that. Like, how are you working with with uh, clients, and how is all that going? It's for me. It's been a very challenging path, um, obviously because being a spiritual entrepreneur is definitely not the most easiest task to take on on its own. So that's a huge part, I believe, of unveiling who we are. I think that comes into returning to our truth because every single challenge we face teaches us to become more one with who we are because you have to learn how to deal with challenges, right? And I was never very good at learning to deal with challenges after going through what I went through because I was broken down so much. So for me, I faced a lot of external challenges in regards to... um, my mission so I'm just taking it one day as it comes and trusting that everything that unfolds is for the highest good I have a new program that is coming through um the 14th of February I'm launching it I currently have a free program online 21 days to your higher self which is really really powerful um it helps you step into your higher self in 21 days and I've created so much content to go with it but it was in preparation of for what was to come, right? So it's kind of the the foundation for what's coming on the 14th of February. And it's called the Become the Queen of Self. And this is basically going to be a six-week program, which is teaching women to be the leader of self. So for me, and I believe ultimately this is why I've gone through what I've gone through to lead the way for others. For me, this, this platform is going to be all about helping women lead the way for themselves before they can lead others. For me, that is a true light worker in this world. There's so many people, because I know back at my the start of my journey, there's so many people who know they have a calling, but they don't know what it is. And I don't know if you can ever recall that point in your journey, but you felt when you felt like you had this inner knowing, I know that I am destined for something greater, but I have no flipping idea what it is. And this is what this program is going to be about for those women who know that they're called to do something, that they have something within them that needs to be answered to and tapped into, but to help them own themselves first. Because I believe ultimately, when you truly step into who you are, everything else will unfold. So I'm merely following my own little stepping stones or my breadcrumbs at the moment of what is being unfolded for me I'm completely like in the unknown I'm just getting the guidance and going with it (laughs) and then obviously the book yes so I there this is actually a really good story I think you'd really enjoy this I was when I first started this journey I was guided to this author she was a huge change for me right I heard her story and I was like yes like this woman I just got her I was connected so deeply to her and now you're talking this was five six years ago and I always had this feeling somehow that we would be linked and I'm not unveiling because you have to wait and find out (laughs) that's down the line But I have the opportunity now um, and I'm writing a book proposal um, in line with this this author who first served me in my journey. So I have until June to send over the proposal and I am just, I'm so excited to unveil this because I just feel, I feel it so deep in my heart and I feel like the last five and six years 
have been unfolding to this. And for me, like to to truly be not just be representing this soul, but for this soul to represent me would be such a huge honor. And I actually put it on my vision board, I think two and a half years ago. And the opportunity came up um, the start of last year. So that is coming to a close now. So I cannot, cannot wait to share that. Wow, that is so beautiful. You put something on your vision board and it happened. I really want to get back to that. And I want to go back a little bit to this uh, program that you're launching, Become the Queen of Self. And I I have to mirror and match you again because there's so much similarity. I am just, I am tripping out here. This is so cool. So in my journey and and I don't know how much, how much, um, you know, I was a wildland firefighter for 13 years. So um, I've spent a lot of time in the mountains. I've spent a lot of time with people that are on the verge of survival, right? Like it's a tough environment. It is, everything is just so hard. It's really like you get paid to suffer. I mean, it's just a terrible job in a lot of ways that, but it makes you so strong. But what I really saw and all the leaders and all the people that are out there on the fire line making these decisions, making big decisions for hundreds of people at a time, even thousands of people, I noticed you could see in their face that they weren't whole inside, that they weren't congruent with themselves. They haven't led themselves first. And that's like through this deep, you know, self-work journey. And so it's like, it was so hard to listen to them to actually, you know, take their directions because it's like, you could just see that, how are you leading all these people and you haven't led yourself? And that's one of the big journeys that, that I always talk about with, with people that I work with is, is really learning to lead yourself before you lead others. And I'm so excited for this program that you're, you're you're launching because you're, it's almost like we're talking to the same guides, right? It's like you're helping these women, uh, you know, lead themselves before they lead others. Like that is so empowering, isn't it? It's so, so cool. So cool. And, and back to, um, Back to this, uh, oh, let's see, what did I start with? I forgot. We're going to go back to it. <laughs> oh, so uh, yeah, putting putting this intention on your vision board uh, with your book and this, this other author to, uh, you know, help you through this process, that is so amazing that, uh, that you set that intention a couple years ago, you said, I think, and that it's happening now. Can you tell me more about that intention and how it feels for it to actually unfold? And, and, and before you answer, I just, I just want to talk a little bit more about, I'm really, uh, one of the things I got out of this sweat lodge this weekend is that I think one of the things I need to be doing is creating these group intention experiments with, with my community. And, and, um, yeah, I want to know more about this, this vision board and it happening now. That's a really great idea. I have to say that is, um, that I love that group intention idea. You should definitely follow through with that because intention is everything. Like, and I, I, I've realized that um, recently, like I wrote this intention years back and it just goes to show it may not unfold instantly, but it doesn't mean it's not going to unfold. And it's funny though. I can't say that I personally wrote the intention because it's like something came through me and even when I was like doing these intentions it didn't feel real like but now it does now it feels so 
real but I had to go through that personal transformation I, I wasn't there yet even though this came through me and this of what I was led to do or where I was going it didn't feel real it didn't feel right whereas now I'm so aligned with it and still to be honest I'm I'm all a bit taken aback with it it's very daunting because I know my soul is here to go big and although I have a really big character I can be very shy and timid so knowing where this is leading me and how it's unfolding I'm all a bit like ah, I'm like a little school kid because this woman is such an honor to me but I just I think the most important thing with the intention to to just serve people who are listening to this is to believe is to know that it is already done you know it's not about knowing that you're getting there it's knowing you're already there because one of my quotes is actually your destiny is already written in the stars Um, and that's something that came through from my book you do not have to stress or seek for something that is already within you because it has already been paid for you even before you were birthed into this world so why stress something that is not yet here yet because it all is already done and I believe an intent is merely reminding you from your soul heart to human self of who you are here to really really be and what you are here to do and ultimately I know when this really when this merges fully into physical form it's just a blessing I know I'm just going to be so thankful because I know where I've come from to where I've gone that's so cool and and I always go back to this interview with Jim Carrey that I saw years and years ago and I was so so impressed and and I think we've all seen where Jim Carrey is now in this really deep spiritual uh type life that he's been living uh but I saw this interview. It must have been 10 years ago. It was on Jay Leno or some sort of late night TV show. And anyway, he was talking about how he first has made his first um, million dollars. And he said, you know what? I was just sitting in my studio. I was broke. I didn't have anything going on. There was no gigs, no you know, auditions going on. I was just totally broke, like mentally, emotionally. And he's like, I just had this urge. I just got out my checkbook. And I wrote a check for a million dollars with a date on it. And he's like, you know what? A year later, I signed my first contract for Dumb and Dumber on that exact date. And I was just like, wow, for exactly a million dollars. Like, holy cow. How crazy is that, right? I always I always think of that story because it's so powerful and that these attention, intentions do, they do manifest. And like, I totally agree that sometimes they don't unfold like, like you think or that maybe you even wish, but they do happen when we really focus on believing them. Mm-hmm. You will know within yourself whether that intent is aligned or not. Because the truth is, if you come out with an intent out of desire that is merely not going to serve your highest good, it's not going to unfold. And it may do, but it's not going to fulfill you. You want to tap into an intent that's truly going to light you up. And this is a huge uh, part of the work that I do. It's lighting up from the inside and expanding it out. So you really want to create an intention that pours into all of your vessel, that you can feel it to your very core, that you know it as your truth. 
when you tap into that feeling, when you're able to really bring that into form within yourself, then you can trust wholeheartedly that this is going to happen. That I, there is nothing in this world that compares to that feeling of knowing exactly what you are here to do. And I've been so blessed the whole way throughout my journey. I've been getting little signs from the universe to confirm to me my inner knowing that this is exactly where you're and where you're meant to be. But the most important thing is that it is for the highest good for all, right? And I think you can fully agree with that, Thomas, because a lot of the time we can be conditioned with these ego desires like a lot of people would wish for a million pounds like that's such an empowering story from Jim Carrey but I don't know about you if I got a million pounds I would feel depleted because I'd be like what am I gonna do with my life (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) yes yes definitely and and, uh, I, I think I've learned a lot in in a lot of my NLP training that you know, of course we can literally NLP somebody and create these goals and intentions to make money, but, you know, ethically, like you're saying the highest good for all. And, and something I love in NLP is called ecology and it's, you know, good for self, good for others and good for planet. And if it's not that I'm not going to coach that person. Right. And, and, and money's important to everybody in some way, but it's not the intention. It's not the goal. Like I totally agree with you. Yes, I've, I believe money comes in the form of a blessing. And that was a huge part of um, my journey, because I come from quite a wealthy background. And we have to all be humble enough to be honest with ourselves that we have those inner demons, you know, of greed and never having enough. And I went through that a lot. And it was a huge part of my journey, especially stepping into this business. And you have to really you merge into the the true way of being that you serve and and seek these desires from a place of this is truly of service. And then when you receive that, you're receiving that merely as a reward and a blessing from being pure of heart. Wow, that's so beautiful. Yes, that's uh, that's true abundance right there from inside out, right? Mm-hmm. It's a journey. <laughs> So can you tell me a little bit more about this, this becoming uh, the queen of self about this program and how that's going to help women become a leader? I am so excited about this. Um, So it's a six week program. And actually, one of the core principles of this is not just healing the past, but the future. Because there is so many, this is where I didn't have the teaching in in physical form from another mentor and I had to learn it within myself which is now how I'm now bringing it in, out into the world so this is what I do I'm taught from a higher force whether it's spirit within god within higher self whatever you like to call it I learn from that way of life and then I bring it through myself and out into the world and the main principle for me is people need to not just heal the past but the future right and this is going to be a core core part of the program because they need to release the outcome. They need to release the expectation of where they are going because ultimately so many people embark on the path of heart to get somewhere. 
So this program is not just going to be about owning who they are, healing their own wounds, but also releasing the outcome of what they expect, because that is where fear comes in. There is so much fear attached to the outcome, and people do not realize that that is a block. When you do not heal the future and you're only so focused on the past, you're not allowing way because you feel like it should be a certain path. It should unfold a certain way. So these women are going to really learn to transmute both spectrums, past and future, ultimately paving the way for self by being here and now. So they're going to be healing the way for themselves and healing the way for where they're going and by the ultimate vision for this program is by becoming one with who they are, which the more they shed back, the more they remove those layers, right? The mask of who they are not to step into who they are, the more their true path will unfold. And I believe ultimately that will be the next stepping stone for another program. And this is where it is leading into um, because that was a huge part of my journey. I had to step into who I was before my true purpose could unfold. So this program is all about them stepping into the truth of who they are, unveiling the mask, making the way, and owning all their unique traits, tapping into their magic, their gifts. Who did God create them to be? Because I actually did a post about this today. We are not here to be a copyright version of another and although we are one, we are also separate. And I really want this program to embody duality, to embody that truth that although we are one and life moves through all of us, there is a reason we are all unique beings. And every single woman that goes through this program, I want her to own who she is. And by the end of it, she's going to be so proud. And she's going to be, and I'm getting emotional because it, it, like my own transformation, I see that for the souls that are going to come through this. They're going to come into it feeling so unworthy, disconnected, feeling lost in life, feeling like they're not enough and they can't speak up. And they will come out of this transformed in the knowing exactly who they are and that they are God's gift and they never had to change and remold themselves or recreate themselves because they will through this program transform their pain into power wow that is that sounds like an amazing program and i just know that you're going to transform so many lives with this this is so beautiful and i'm so excited for you to be launching this program into you know it really sounds like guiding uh guiding women through your own journey and and holding their hand through this so they can stand on their own. Like, so beautiful. I'm just blessed to even talk to you, Haley. Thank you so much. And is there anything else that you want to talk about today? No, I think that's it. I just wanted to, you just said something, actually, and something just came to me. You just gave me a mordicate. Oh, yes. Something just came to me, just was what you said there. And I don't know if you agree with this, Thomas, as a coach, right? Ultimately, I want to be a coach who encourages and empowers people to look to themselves I want to kind of get rid of this whole codependency thing because I don't know about you but a lot of people go to coaches and I don't know if you've seen this in the industry people go to coaches looking for someone to give them a quick fix or to give them the answers but I've realized the more I've merged into this the more our whole purpose is just to be 
the support system for them to guide them to yourself to themselves do you agree with that yes a hundred percent that you know one i don't want to coach somebody for more than 12 weeks because that means i haven't mm -hmm. done my job two i really think that it's it's the clients empowering themselves and that yeah. all i'm doing is holding a mirror and showing themselves you know to mm -hmm. them showing them through what language they use, what actions they take, what they're thinking to show them who they actually are and how they want to change that is up to them, you know, and, and I'm a guide, I am a support, I'm a guidepost for, for that process. And that's it. I'm here to listen and I'm here to help you. And that's, that's, uh, you know, they have to stand on their own. It's their healing journey, not mine. Right. I absolutely love that. I love the whole mirror thing. That is so powerful. You're literally just holding the mirror. You're being a universal reflection of who they are. That is so empowering. Yeah, yeah. It really, it really helps people see their, you know, their dark, dark spots, their darkness, their emotional um, struggles mm -hmm. uh, really quickly, and and how to move forward. It's it's a, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful process, and I love being a coach so much because of that. How can people get a hold of you, and where do they find you? Um, I am really, really easy to access. So www.hayleywoodgate.co.uk and all my platforms are under Hayley Woodgate and you can contact me through any of them. Um, I've done it Hayley Woodgate because I really wanted to be the brand based around me because I am standing in my own now. So I'm a visionary. <laughs> so you can find me on any of those platforms. And the beautiful thing is, you will also find so much free content. So you don't have to wait to start your journey. You can start today. Wow, that's so important. Giving somebody something to do today. It's a, it's a big deal. Uh, mm -hmm. So empowering. And and do you have any last words before we kind of, uh, you know, time's getting us here, but do you have anything that you'd like to talk about? Any, any last things? No, I just want to say thank you so much for holding the space for me to have this beautiful conversation and for bearing all of who you are. I truly, really appreciate it and your wisdom. And just thank everyone for listening. And of course, be you and be true. That's it. If you're true to yourself, you will never, ever fail. Wow, that's so beautiful. And uh, thank you so much. I really hope you'll come back and, and talk about it, especially when your, your uh, program gets launched. I want you to come on the podcast and talk all about it, okay? Yes, I would love to. And thank you for inviting me back. Of course, of course. And uh, you can find everything about Haley in the show notes uh, when this is published. And you can find me at Thomas M. Worm on Facebook and Mountain Mind Tricks on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and mountainmindtricks.com. And thank you so much for listening. And I love you all. Sending light, sending love, and go find your sacred ancestry. All right. Have a good day.